Hi, welcome to Sonic Serial. I'm Jesse. And I'm Mark. Oh, and <laughs> in this podcast, we take a deep dive into albums from some of our favorite artists, track by track. And today we're going to continue with Bjork and her 1993 album debut, which was recorded in London. And we will be um, talking about tracks 7, 8, and 9. Jarred, One Day, Aeroplane, and Come to Me. All right. All right. So let's start with track number uh, seven, One Day. All right, give me a little bit, give us a little background. Uh, I really don't have any. (laughs) Okay. Um, then let's jump into the lyrics. Great. Um, so, yeah, it's basically just, uh, seems like a song that's, uh, has a, like, an optimistic viewpoint, and then, uh, it's been speculated that's been either directed at her son, or she's talking about herself, and it's just, she's talking about great things to come. And Give us some lyrics so we know what you're talking about. One day... It will happen one day it'll all come true um one lyric that stands out is how she says an aeroplane will, will curve gracefully around the volcano with the eruption that never lets you down you know kind of makes you feel that Volcanoes are something familiar to her because she lives in Iceland, and it's a nice imagery. I thought maybe it was about like losing your virginity or something sexual. Oh, because she that's... talks about <clears throat> how sexual she is. Uh, I mean, that's one way. Curve gracefully around the volcano it. and an eruption that never lets you down. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, in a ninety-four Rolling Stone interview they say one day mixes the wash of synth and beats with an eastern feel she continues with the theme of reassurance letting you know to keep going as one day all your hard work will reap many rewards it's very motivational at least that's how they interpret it very inspiring Um, but speaking of a wash of synth beats let's talk about production yeah, um, so this song opens with some samples of baby talking, um, which is why I would think it's like very innocent and it's about... But like, what happens after you have sex? <laughs> a baby. It just seems weird to put in baby sounds in a sexual song, but I mean to each their own, <clears throat> I guess. So yeah, um, many people have thought that the baby sounds are actually her son, but it's actually just a um, stock sound that's used in a lot of, I guess it was used in some Scandinavian commercials back in the early 90s. And I think recently it was used in um, a show called Love, Death and Robots from Netflix. Her name is Melanie. And then uh, the bell sounds that are heard in the beginning are a sample 
are sampled from Ronnie Lal's Always There. And then throughout the song, there's a moaning sound and a drum beat that's from the fat back bands Put Your Love in My Tender Care. There's an Arpigator synth and this dreamy pad sounds. There's some flamenco guitar. There's a two bus and two bus. <laughs> and there's some whistling synths and firework sounds. So just a bunch of chill ambient synth sounds. I think that covered it. Yeah. And what about the album context? How do you feel this fits into the rest of the album? Um, I think it just... It, it fits because of Nellie Hooper's production. It's very Nellie Hooper and it's very dancey and it's chill and it's dreamy and it's kind of similar to Venus as a Boy, yeah, in my I opinion. Yeah, I so, too. Um, and... Uh, what about live performances? She has performed this on her first and second tour, and she actually brought it back in 2011 for her Biophilia tours. Um, for her Unplugged show on her first tour, she performed it with a gamelan orchestra. What is that? Um, their gamelan orchestra originated in... Bali, I believe, in a place called Java. Yeah. And um, they usually deal with percussion like instruments that are usually metallic or wooden, so it's all very bell sounding and percussion y. It's very kind of almost like meditative in a way. And um, Talvin Singh was on this as well. Yeah, he did the tablas and there was a tuba player. So it's a very interesting mix of things, of sounds here. And, and what about remixes? Um, so a remix version was also performed for her second tour um, by Trevor Morris. And he's playing on a sampled drum kit. And then uh, for her biophilia tours, performed by Manu Delago on the hang drums, and Bjork was whistling. Yeah, she's actually a good whistler. Can you do it? You've been doing it. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, close enough. <clears throat> Um, so speaking of remixes, uh, it's been remixed by the Savers of Paradise, and just as I mentioned, Trevor Morice, Maurice. It's a pretty cool remix. It's, yeah, it's just interesting, like metallic. I don't know, clangy sounds that I think was inspired by 
her performance with the Gamelon Orchestra. Cool. Um, all right, we're doing three songs today, so let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Track eight, which is Aeroplane. Give us a little bit of background. Um, this was actually one of the earliest songs that she wrote for the album, and it was rearranged by saxophonist Oliver Lake for the for a brass quartet. Yeah, and I um, and <clears throat> Oliver Lake also co-founded the World Saxophone Quartet. Bjork and Oliver originally linked up when they recorded the jazz standard "Life Is Just a Bowl of Cherries" for the John Hughes film "Curly Sue." Did you know that? No, I never <laughs> saw it. <clears throat> I think it's like an awful film with a precocious child, but mm, John Hughes. Yeah, but a bit of trivia there. Um, and what about the lyrics? So, what's it about? Uh, it's just another lovesick song about missing someone and being distant geographically, like being in a long distance relationship, maybe, or maybe her partner <clears throat> just had to go travel somewhere. Well, I have some info on that, but um, give us some of the lyrics. Okay, one lyric that stands out is, How come out of all the people in the world, only one can make me complete? One word, one word on the phone makes me happy. One touch, but one touch directly makes me ecstatic. Um, so I, I read that this is actually about um, her then boyfriend, the English DJ Dominic Dom T. Thrupp. Um, and it was written when he was living in the UK and she was still in Iceland. Um, and they were frequently apart, uh, something that um, she talks about in the oh, song. That's sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> it's hard. Yeah, don't I know it. <laughs> um... All right, let's talk about production on this song. Yeah, so just like the previous track, uh, the song opens with some sounds, and this time it's some exotic bird sounds, which gives you like this island, dreamy, like, jungly, magical, yeah. yeah, landscape or something, and you can hear Bjork singing, and she like kind of sounds like a siren or something. And then, uh, then the brass and saxophones come in. And then when the music come, kicks in, you've got these fibra bi vibraphones and percussion. Can we hear a little vibraphone? <clears throat> and then it ends with a 1958 sample of Hawaiian marimba player Arthur Lyman's <laughs> and it's a, I don't know, it's an interesting choice there. I guess they wanted to make it, that reinforces that they were really trying to make this sound like an islandy yeah. song. I feel like it starts off, Exotic. it starts off kind of jungly, like but then, paradise. sorry, <laughs> tropical. <laughs> Just inserting as many keywords as I can. I I get the it starts off like you're either in a jungle or some kind of exotic place, mm -hmm. and then it has kind of more city sounds towards the end. City, so maybe, like 
you know, like party kind of. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I um, guess so. You know, like so maybe it's like going from Iceland to to the UK. Oh yeah. I don't know. Iceland to London. Iceland to London. Maybe she's kind of shown <clears throat> like you know throughout the song it's kind of because it's about that distance and the differences and the journey. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe the song. Oh yeah, takes she's you. trying to say like. <clears throat> Yeah, because it's about, I mean, aeroplane is basically airplane, as we would say <laughs> in the U.S. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's about going from, like, the country to the city. Yeah, and so it could be evoking a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, album, album context. Yeah, so it just fits in with the exotic jazz vibes, so... Some of the songs like Venus as a Boy and Human Behavior. And I think it's lyrically similar to Crying and like Someone in Love, where there's feelings of being in love or being love lorn, maybe. And I know she's performed this um, kind of throughout her career, like early, middle, and recent. Yeah. For her first tour, she performed it on. Jules Holland, the TV show with a British acid jazz band by the name of D Influence. Like under D Influence. Yes. <laughs> then uh, she performed it again for her unplugged performance with the brass quartet. She recorded with on the album, some tablas, and deaf percussionist Evelyn Glennie on the marimbas, who she would go on to collaborate with later. And then she performed it in 2007? Yes. She brought it back in 2007 for a tour. Um, with trumpets. With trumpets. With, um, <clears throat> Which were a big part of the tour. Yeah, and Icelandic, Icelandic brass players, so... And then uh, she recently performed it in 2021 with some brass in Iceland for her orchestral shows. There's not a lot about this song, considering it's very literal you know like some songs of hers are are very literal and some of them are very yeah <clears throat> um up, i don't know up for interpretation maybe it was just a personal song <clears throat> she just chose not to talk about it that mm. much and i know that you're not a big fan of saxes yeah so, so i'd say it's one of my least favorite it's all right like, yeah down there with crying <laughs> all right well <laughs> Then this perfect segue into track nine, Come to Me. Let's start with a little bit of background. So just like Venus is a Boy, this is another collaboration that she did with Talvin Singh, who contributed the strings and the tablas, and um, the strings were, were, re- were arranged by Saray Seth. Or sate. Alright, that's that's how you pronounce it. Okay, let's talk about the lyrics. What's this song about? It's just uh, Just give us the lyrics first and then let's talk about it. Well okay. 
At one point, she says, jump off. Your building's on fire, and I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Destroy all that is keeping you down, and then I'll nurse you. What do you make of that? Um, I feel I feel like she's the one that set it on fire. <laughs> Wait, it she's just, at the building on fire? Yeah, it just sounds really intense. Just like it's like that Munchausen thing. Wait, she set it on fire so that she could take care of them? Yeah. Huh? That's, that's all right. That's kind of dark. <laughs> um, but. Taking that out of the equation, <clears throat> that's, you were saying that that's, that uh, it's kind of Kathy Bates-ish. In yeah, the, it just makes me, <clears throat> I mean, I know this is like, the way this song sounds and everything, it's supposed to be like, you know, like her other songs, like Venus as a Boy, and it's supposed to be dreamy and romantic <clears throat> and loving and all that, but if you really think about it, or maybe it's just me, but I feel like it's kind of creepy in some kind of Kathy Bates from Misery type of way. Like, hmm. how you can have feelings for someone so much that you want to take care of them. And so you make sure that they're in a state to be taken care of. That <laughs> Do they sense. need to be taken care of? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So you, like, I don't know, keep feeding them rat poison or... You know, you push them down the stairs. Wow, that's very imaginative. See, I had a different take on it. Mine is like when you're in that state of love where it's it's like so obvious between the two people. You know, it's like so obvious and so intense that mm-hmm. to like by your actions that to talk about it almost like breaks that magic. Uh, you know, like when you start trying to put it into words. It takes away the the like feeling, the emotions that you're feeling. So you'd rather have situations that where you can show the person how much you care about them instead of actually telling. No, I'm them. saying that I think there's some probably early in relationships when things are very intense. Yeah. That you, it's almost hard to put it into words. So when you try to put it into words, you, like the actions and what you're feeling, it, it almost like diminishes what it really feels like. Right. But, that makes sense. <clears throat> actions that's speak louder than words. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's it. Try to get across. Or maybe she's talking about the desire to like injure and maim someone so that she can, <laughs> so that they don't leave. <laughs> I mean, and they can take care of her. That's very Dahmer esque. Put it. Uh, yeah, I guess I've been watching a lot of Dahmer. <laughs> um. To put it, like, innocently, I guess, I guess there are a lot of people out there that feel that nurturing aspect, that want to take care of something, like it's a pet, maybe. I I know I see a lot of memes on social media where they, like, joke, like, oh, I can fix him, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like that. It kind of reminds me of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well... Uh, in in uh, one of the many articles that I read in researching, um, they say that it's one of her most straightforward and intimate songs and possibly a sequel to the relationship described in Like Someone in Love. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about production. 
so this song has some chill jazzy drums and bass and then you have some ethereal dreamy pads and keys dreamy pads oh like um like like drum no it's like a synth like a that warm <coughs> sounding mm, that's called a dreamy pad it's like a pad yeah it's called a pad like, like the same kind of drum pad no it's like that's what you call it like oh i don't know <clears throat> oh like when you're padding I, that's just what it's called. I okay. Because it's like it, it's a underlying layer of the song. Mm. And it's like warm and it's ambient and it's yeah. Just like, so like if you pad a room, yeah. like a padded room is is sure. is cozy and warm, but it's also for you know that's crazy good. people. Yeah. And then it has some Bollywood strings, just as you heard on Venus as a Boy and yes. the Tablas, and so it's very. <clears throat> Bollywood and Indian stuff. Wait, who did the Bollywood um, stuff on Venus's Boy? Tell Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, he's back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I felt like, I mean, I was listening to a lot of trance at this time, and it felt very trancey. Yeah. Actually, now that I think of it, it was probably trancey before a lot of the trance stuff came out. Yeah. But yeah. It was a... It was a... A prelude to trance about to go big in the yeah. early and mid nineties. Um, okay, what about album context? Well, I feel like it's a, it's a good placement for the song because it's, in my opinion, it's quite cinematic and it's kind of deep. If that makes sense, like. Mm-hmm. And it's dreamy, and it feels like something that can just lull you to sleep. And it's, I don't know. It and it's also kind of literal. Yeah, and I feel like, like it's it's very straightforward. It's. I feel like that's appropriate for songs that are near the end of an album, and uh, yeah. I think I first heard this song during um, her unplugged show. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was one of the live performances, probably yeah. the first one. Um, and yeah, it had a glass harmonica player um, by the name of Alistair Malloy. <clears throat> you Can you tell everyone what a glass harmonica is? Oh, right. So that's where you've probably seen it. It's where you fill up these glasses with water and the tone changes depending on how much water is in them and then you rub your finger against the rim to make different tones. I've been to a few sound baths where they use those a lot. Yeah, and I've done it myself while doing I think... dishes. <laughs> or restaurants. <laughs> I, did, I used to do it in restaurants as a child. Yeah, it's pretty fun. When they poured water in fancy goblets and you could do it. Yeah. And then she performed it again for her homogenic tour and she had the Icelandic string octet do an improvised intro while Mark Bell remixed the drums. Mark Bell? Um, from LFO. And then in 2015, Arca remixed the song for her Volnacura tour. Mm. 
And then she's been performing it recently. For, yeah, for her orchestral shows as well. Um, what about personal experiences? Does, how does, does this song mean anything to you? Do you is it... Um, I made my own experimental violin version when I was a teenager. That's pretty much it. Because ah. I like it. I think it's one of my favorites off the album, actually. Mm. Um, with Venus as a boy. Yeah. But I feel like this is more my mm. style. It's, it's kind of I don't not dark, but not as poppy. Yeah, yeah, I guess not so. as happy. Yeah. <clears throat> Does that describe you? Yeah, cinematic. That's a... Serious? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's been remixed a few times. Yeah. I think notable remixes include. Again, by the. Savers of Paradise, who also did One Day, and then The Black Dog. And then my favorite remix is by Moses Sumney, um, who's a Ghanaian-American singer and songwriter. recorded uh, that cover in 2017 and um, just released a uh, concert film hmm. um, that's Moses Sumney you should check him out yeah he's a good singer <clears throat> yeah I I feel like he also has a very distinct singing style which I feel like if you're going to cover Bjork yeah. you should um, and you want to make it your own singer <laughs> well you could be a great singer and just, you know, like it not, it, yeah. it just fall flat because, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Listen to it. You'll see what I mean. I get it. Okay. Um, all right. That was episode five of Sonic Serial. Thank you for tuning in. And next episode, we're going to be discussing... Concluding tracks 10 and 11, Violently Happy and Anchor Song, and that'll be the end of our debut journey. Yeah. It's very exciting. <clears throat> and after that, we will um, we will take up another artist. Another artist will be in residence in our minds Yeah, um, for some episodes. Who will that be? Should I say? Yeah, we already know. <laughs> <clears throat> we may or may not do Radiohead. We will. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, excellent. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, check out the next episode um, to finish off this journey of Bjork's debut. And uh, with that, signing off. This is Mark. And this is Jesse. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>